my friends, it's Andy and Hedia coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I look like I'm sleepy, but I have an eye infection. So what? Yeah. So my face looks a little weird. Uh, you can find all of our content on resurrectministry.com. Just uh, watch the pod, listen to the podcast instead. Uh, <laughs> you can find all of Andy's uh, Fearless Man podcasts and you could find some great books that we've listed there as well. Uh, you could drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. And if you care to donate, we'd be blessed by a contribution of any amount. Absolutely. We're reading from uh, Charles Spurgeon, morning by morning, by morning. Yes, I almost said two morning. Um, and it's for October 30th today, because today is October 30th. And the reference is Psalm 9-1 which says, I will praise you, O Lord. That's simple enough. Yes. Charles Spurgeon says in this devotional, praise should always follow answered prayer like the mist of earth's gratitude rises with the sun of heaven's love warms the ground. Has the Lord been gracious to you and turned his ear to hear your earnest plea of prayer? Then praise him as long as you live. Allow the ripe fruit to fall upon the fertile soil from which it drew its life. Never deny a song of praise to him who has answered your prayer and who has given you the desires of your heart. To remain silent over God's merciful gifts is to commit the sin of ingratitude. Being, a ungrateful, being as ungrateful as the nine lepers who after being cured of leprosy by Jesus, did not return to give him thanks. Mm. In fact, to forget to praise God is to refuse to benefit ourselves. For praise, like prayer, is one of the greatest means of fostering spiritual growth. Praise helps lift our burdens, strengthen our hope, and increase our faith. It is a healthy, invigorating exercise that quickens the pulse of believers preparing us for new ventures in our master's service. Blessing God for the mercies we have received is also a way to benefit our fellow man, for the afflicted will hear and rejoice. Others who have experienced similar circumstances will take comfort if we can say, glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. This poor man called and Lord heard him. Weak hearts will be strengthened and downcast saints will be revived as they listen to our songs of deliverance. Their doubts and fears will be rebuked as we teach and admonish one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. They too will sing of the ways of the Lord when they hear us magnify his holy name. Praise is the most heavenly Christian duty. Christian duties. Uh, angels do not pray but they never cease to praise God both day and night. And the redeemed, wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands, never weary of singing a new song. Worthy is the Lamb. Amen. Amen. Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come, who is worthy to open the scrolls. It is the Lamb that was slain, the Lion of Judah who was and is and is to come, the first, the last, the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. Wow. Oh, that was good. Awesome. <laughs> Ma, 
It is the best advice. I heard it once from um, this pastor who said, it, no, it, it, praise is the way out of difficulty. And it was, a, she's a Bible teacher. She's actually not a pastor. So she said um, that she had learned through a very, very difficult life that she had had that uh, she begins each day uh, to remind herself of the things she's grateful for. So uh, dear Lord, and she does it, especially when she's upset. Dear Lord, thank you for my family. Thank you for good health. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for my community. Everything, everything that comes to mind. And, and the more you do it, the more things that'll come to mind to you. Thank you for provision that you give without measure. Thank you for safety. Uh, thank you for saving me and redeeming me. Thank you for giving me a life worth li living. Uh, you are worthy to be praised. You're worthy to be praised day and night without ceasing. Mm. And uh, I used to read the Psalms when I would get particularly upset, especially the Psalms of praise, because they're so eloquent and so beautiful. Many of them written by King David. So, yeah, that's my contribution. So I love that because, of course, he deserves all the praise yes. for everything. I mean, every time we see something, whether it's something that's man-made, it's man-made because God gave man the gift to be able to make yes. whatever, the light, the light that we're using to, to um, illuminate our, our faces. Yes. <laughs> we have to give God the glory for that light. Um, however, I have a question. I know that the Bible says that we are to do things and not expect thank you for that, that we should do it not for the thank you. We should do it just because it's the right thing to do. Um, how does that, how does that? We're not supposed to say, we're not supposed to expect thank you to us, but we always thank him. And that's why when people say, when people compliment you, say all praise and glory due to the, of Christ Jesus, who does it through me. I take no credit for anything that I do because anything that's good is from him. Anything bad is from me. So we don't praise ourselves. We praise him. Yeah. Or expect praise from other people when we do something for him. Right. It's not among humans. It's right. only to him. Only to him. Okay. Just want to make sure that because it was just, I mean, we were talking about giving praise and thanking God for everything, but then we have to make sure that we don't confuse that. Because we shouldn't do things for the thank you of other people. Like when we help somebody, we, we shouldn't do it and expect them to say thank you. I'm a little confused. <laughs> I, mean, it, I mean, that's what I've been told. No, I, I don't. But does any of this tell you that we're asking praise to ourselves? No, I just want to make sure that it's this is I just it's interesting that but we have to remind that we don't confuse it. That we 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 want to thank the Lord and God for everything all the time, for us being able to wake up in the morning, yeah. for us to have a family, for us to have a great marriage, for us to have amazing kids, um, and even thanking when things aren't going well. Thank you. I'm going to get some joy out of this at some point. Yes, <laughs> count it all joy. Count it all joy. But we should not confuse that to also to then think that because we do good things that we should be thanked by people, other people. Mm -hmm. Right. That, that would that would be misery. Thanks. <laughs> For it no. shall never come. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I never expect it. So I just like, hey, you know, what are you gonna do? Um, I mean, I can tell I I can count maybe on one hand, maybe two, um, 
as a police officer, when you're, you know, sometimes risk your life for somebody else that they even say thanks. Yeah, but no, but I mean, it's also, we teach our children to say please and thank you. Yes, yes. We're just teaching common courtesy right. manners to our children. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking But about... we don't expect strangers to yeah, talk, talk, be like, talk oh, about... thank you. You've done something great. That would be super disappointing. Be right, because that would cause us not to want to do things. Yeah. Like to, to help people out. I mean, I mean, I can think of like four or five different things that, you know, that we like to do for people. And and go out there and, and, and help people out and that kind of stuff. But the, to expect. And I, and I'm looking for God to be pleased. Yes. So I, I definitely, I mean, my, whatever service I am able to give, I hope that the Lord is pleased with that service. That's what Carrie just said. You guys are on the same wavelength <laughs> because we yeah. want our reward from God, not man. Absolutely. Absolutely. I didn't mean to make that confusing. I was just saying that, you know, I, I think, that it just needs to be said that we definitely have to say thank you to God. And actually, but, and Spurgeon's whole point here is praise will lift the burdens. Hmm. That was my original point is that I find that pain and difficulty is lifted in the praise. That's why I listen to worship music every morning, because just starting the day praising God is, is the, is the best uplifter to the rest of the day is just, Thank you, Lord. You are so, so gracious to us. Just, just being selected to be saved mm -hmm. is such a gift. We've been talking about that for the past couple of days. It is, uh, I was listening to a sermon on my way home uh, and it was Christine Kane and she's, she's just a firecracker, but she just, she um, was referring to a verse in, I think, believe it's the book of Luke that the Lord is talking about the last days and the Lord says out of 170 women in the Bible, the only woman he calls attention to and says to remember, he says, remember Lot's wife. Second shortest verse in the Bible to Jesus wept. That was a, that's the shortest. The second shortest and the only woman he's ever mentioned was remember Lot's wife. And so she did mm -hmm. this whole explanation. He says that, you know, so many people that she talks to all over the world, especially pastors are like, I wish we could just go back to normal. And she's like, that's the advice that God gives in the end times. Don't look back. So he says, remember Lot's wife telling us, don't look back. As times get more difficulty, just keep looking forward because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Jesus never changed. And he's our anchor. He's our hope. And if we start to look back and be like, this isn't working, he says, people get stuck. We get stuck in in difficulty and we either want to go back to our old habits or we stay stagnant because mm. we're not pressing forward to Jesus as our hope. If we put our hope in things and people and accomplishments and, and material benchmarks of the world, um, we're just going to constantly be disappointed. Right. We want to look forward to what Jesus has in store for us, what he's doing on the earth, what role we could play in his kingdom, how we could advance the gospel. And that, Will never disappoint. Right. I, I've told this story before, but I, I, I did uh, for Mariners Church. I'll, I'll say the church because I said it before. <laughs> but I, um, I, you know, myself and another partner, we created their security ministry. It was one of the first, and I know California that any church had had one. And so we worked really hard to put this thing together. 
and, the, and a great team of people and we were armed and all that kind of stuff because there was some, and it's a big church, Mariner's Church. And the, uh, the pastor who's now retired, I was responsible for him and walking him and his wife, you know, from place to place, essentially being their bodyguard. And, and I, and I just wanted him to like say thank you once. (laughs) (laughs) Or even acknowledge my presence or even say my name. Yeah. And uh, And that's common courtesy. (laughs) And I, and I obviously didn't necessarily need it because I was doing it for a couple of years. And, but at, at one point, finally, I just said, you know what? I, and I was, I was living in Brea, driving all the way to Newport Beach on Sundays, which was like you. I mean, not, not as far as you. you yeah, drove, we're driving 75 miles. Um, and, and bringing a family there and checking them in and doing all the stuff that you have to do yeah. when you go to church. And, you know, just once after walking his wife to the car or walking him to someplace, he would have just said, thank you, Andy. And I or think, and I think that's even, even fist bumped me. That's even a little different than working in like the parking lot because mm-hmm. you were providing personal protection. You were risking your life um, potentially to protect his. Yep. You know, so, I would put my life before his. And that was, but that service should have been acknowledged. I think anybody would say that that would that's just human etiquette. Yeah. You know, but but later on, I felt wrong because I eventually just said, okay, you know, I'm I'm gonna go to church closer to home <laughs> and I handed it off and I didn't like make a fit or anything. I just said, I, I think this is my last service and, you know, told them thank you. And a bunch of other guys that I knew like Tim Timmons, who was a, a fairly famous singer uh, who was their worship leader at the time. I don't know if he still is or not, but uh, you know, he said, thank you, Andy. I really appreciated you being here on, on Sundays for three, you know, services every Sunday, making my family wait for me to do, uh, you know, additional yeah. services. Uh, and uh, Kyle, who's now at the Orville and the French Church, strangely enough, he, he uh, gave the message last night or this weekend. Um, very nice. But the main guy <laughs> never did. So like you were saying, I, I'm, I'm bringing this up because, you know, you can do something like that and still be disappointed. But it, but again, I, I'm just remembering that it, it's God who saw what I was doing. Right. It was God who, um, you know, a- a- appreciated, you know, what the whole team was doing and what it was we put Absolutely. together for the safety of the uh, the congregation. Absolutely. You used your gifts to benefit the body. Yeah. Which is, you know, definitely the reward comes from God. Yeah. Because he's still a man. I mean, he's still just a man. Yes. Flawed. Like us. Yes. But, I mean, he ran a successful church, too. Yes. So we got to give him that, too. I didn't say his name. <laughs> The and Carrie says, We want our reward from God, not man. Oh, we already read that one. Yes. Yeah, this one. Sorry. Well, doesn't it make you feel good loving on our God? Amen. <laughs> All yes. praise and glory to the Lord Almighty. Let's read the scripture because this is yeah, really good praise. So this is supposed oh, yeah. to oh, this will bring joy to your heart um, as we praise the Lord together. Psalm 9 1. For the director of music to the tune of the death of the son, a psalm of David. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. Psalm uh, 116.2, because he bends down to listen. I will pray as long as I have breath. Psalm 37.4, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Luke 17, 11 through 19. This is the story of when Jesus healed the 10 men with leprosy. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. 
They stood at a distance and called out with a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus's feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except for the foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Mm. He said, and it's such a, that's what Spurgeon's saying. Like, can you imagine how God feels when he gives us all of this amazing riches and bounty and beauty in our lives and we don't say thank you? That's what praise is. It's saying thank you. Especially a, a leper. Right. <laughs> well, we were body hungry. parts are falling off. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Psalm 34, 2, I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Psalm 34, 3 through 6, glory the Lord. Is that the same? Psalm 34, Psalm 34. Oh, this is the verses right after. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. The poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. Mm. The Lord says other places in scripture that he will never uh, let his believers fall to shame, be shamed in the world. You know, that's that's also a huge thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Psalm 327, you are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. So songs of deliverance. Now you hear all of our little worship songs, songs, right? (laughs) Colossians 3.16, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through the Psalms, hymns, and songs of the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. I felt that today at church, right? Mm-hmm. They sing, they sing, uh, Gia does this amazing job of like hip hopping hymns. Like she turns <laughs> them into pop songs and they're just amazing. Uh, Psalm 138.5. May they sing of the ways of the Lord for the glory of the Lord is great. Amen. And this is Revelation 7.9. After this, I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one can count from every nation, tribe, people, and language. Notice he doesn't say race. Nation, tribe, people, and language. Mm. Standing before the throne and before the Lamb, they were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take this scroll and to open its seals because you were slain and with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe, language, and people, and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God and they will reign on the earth Then I looked and heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands and 10,000 times 10,000. They encircled the throne and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice, they were saying, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Amen. Amen. I didn't realize how easy it was to be a Christian songwriter. You just take stuff out of the Bible. That's the best starting point. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you're a country singer you got to come up with um, 10 different ways to talk about your dog your truck and about whiskey yes and your girlfriend <laughs> that left you but wow you just uh... hello kate hello hello kate i'm so glad he's our hiding place oh it's yeah. so true because sometimes <laughs> we do need to hide <laughs> you know i was gonna say um 
how amazing you are. <laughs> that uh even with an eye infection yeah well that's it i mean we we went to church this morning we woke up you know early and we you know have to put on our makeup and do our hair uh-huh. um i had to take my daughter to another church early in the morning and drive her back and then you and i drove to calvary chapel Chino hills drive back you jump in the you jump in back in the car and you drive to, to la to uh, hades <laughs> <laughs> spend nine, 10 hours in Hades yes. and then drive back. You get out of the car, come up here and sit down with your face in pain <laughs> and you give praise to God. Amen. <laughs> all, all glory be to the King, the King of King, the Lord of Lords on which whose garment is a name that we do not know, but is written the King of King and the Lord of Lords. Right. You spend an hour and a half with a teenager in the car, driving up, and another hour and a half driving back, which I'm sure was glorious. Well, she's making me watch Dynasty, which is kind oh. of fun. Yeah, Dynasty? Yeah, she's really into Dynasty, the new. <laughs> the new. Oh, I got the old Dynasty. No, the new Dynasty. Wow. Which is a very, which is quite clean, com- comparable to what she could be watching. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> we'll watch Dynasty. Oh. And we chit-chat. Oh, that's how you missed my show earlier. Yeah. I was on a roll. Some, oh. some woman came on and said, shame on you. Oh no, for what? Not wanting porn in <laughs> high school, in elementary school, in junior high. Oh no. It was the craziest thing. I just got done showing the proof. Did, and, she, did she miss all of that? What? Did she miss all no, of that? No, she was obvious. I repeated it. And then I showed Pastor Jack's message today where he says there's only two genders. And I talked about you know the you know the racism that is um created through um you know CRT and DEI and um, SEL. And then she said, shame on you. (laughs) (laughs) And so I go, okay. And I forgot to know that when you are hated, I was hated first. Yes. (laughs) So then I said to her, I said, then I'm I'm open. I want to hear what it's, what's shameful about not wanting my children to be uh, exposed to pornography at school. I don't, she never answered. Oh, she didn't. And I waited and I kept, I kept her name up there for almost the entire show and says, I'm waiting for you to tell me. I go, I do want to know. I want to know why it's shameful that I don't want pornography. And I want my children to be taught how to read, write, count, and think. Not what to think. I don't, I want them educated, not indoctrinated. Explain to me what's shameful about that. That's weird. She had no response. Shocking. Shocking. Sorry, does that have anything to do with the devotional? No. (laughs) Snap, I've had an infection this week too. What's it? Nasty. I, you know, I don't know what in the world's going on. I just think that, you know, the devil just likes to poke at me constantly. I'm not going to let him get the best of me. If you're one of my kids, I'd say, does does your face hurt? My face hurts. And I would say, it's killing me. But you're (laughs) you're not my, my, one of my children. (laughs) So I'm not saying that to you. Thanks. You're still beautiful. Thank you. Uh, a few hee-haws. Yeah, in the country songs. And a few hee-haws. <laughs> uh, Andy? CCX. I'm not sure what CCX is. I don't know either. I thought I would figure it out. I was going to make something up. But oh. It was probably nothing clean. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, I, I couldn't figure out what the X are. Prayers. Prayers for your face. Oh. Thank you. Yes. And you know, you've gotten ointment and things and, and it's made it worse, you say. 
Yeah. What has God been telling you? Nothing. Radio silence. <laughs> Radio silence. Hello, God. More, Come in, God. More like suck it up, Buttercup. <laughs> Hello, God. <laughs> Nothing's coming in. Yeah. That's you're you're not close enough to the tower. No. Mm. I just don't think he has. I just I don't know. I just don't think it needs answering. <laughs> not like I've been asking why me. It's just whatever. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. It's not worse. So just real quick, while we have a couple minutes left, um, what um, out of today's message with Pastor Jack at Calvary Chapel Hills was your your biggest takeaway? I'll let you start. Oh, really? Yeah. Because <laughs> you were going to jump off of me. And I got so many things floating in my head right now. I can't pull that one out of a hat. <laughs> so why don't you? Well, I mean, there was a bunch because there was so much to today's message. Oh, okay. There, That's a good answer. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there, there was, was. an In-N-Out Burger reference. Yes. There was the, I'm going to speak the truth. And we. I don't think you guys can handle it when I say this. Yeah, you like me jokes around. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know and so let me let me talk about that one. And I, I was talking about it on the, the show. The gender earlier. thing? Yeah. That it is so bizarre and strange. The devil obviously has 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 taken a hold of this country, has taken a hold of the state, that you would have a pastor take a portion of his message and and have to say to people, I'm gonna speak some truth here. That you may not be able to handle. That it that, that, that what I'm about to say is going to be shocking, and it 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 essentially is shocking. And then he went on to say, not to anybody in that building, <laughs> but maybe in other places. It no, but I just you just gotta you just gotta just be wow. The Bible said this was going to happen. Yes, and it's that's the amazing part that's, is that when you really look. <laughs> When you really look at it, when when the Bible says that it, it's going to go back to the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, and and I think maybe just two or three years ago, you would say, "Wow, that's 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 going to be crazy when that happens. That's that's going to happen like a hundred years from now, <laughs> because we have two intelligent people. I mean, the people here are too intelligent, and there's way too much common sense, and this this country is way too strong to 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 go back to." Solomon Gamara. Like we have people that, you know, have morals. No, no. And yet <laughs> here we are, merely a, a couple years from from where we would thought that would have been crazy that he says there's two genders and the place lit up, standing ovation. Like the people are amazed that he would be bold enough to say such a crazy thing. Isn't that, I mean, that's, that's the thing that is that we actually are in that place in the Bible that he said that, that God said that we were going to be at. Well, and I thought that, and that's originally why I brought up the sermon I was listening to today, because mm -hmm. a lot of people, when they talk about eschatology, they talk about, because it's that scripture, that passage of scripture is about, you know, the end times. People talk about, remember, as in the days of Noah, eating and drinking and marrying. But after he talks about in the days of Noah, there were also the Nephilim. So people believe this whole transhumanism, mm -hmm. creating these uh, half, half machine, half man is also what the Lord may have meant as in the days of Noah. But people don't talk about how the rest of the verse goes on at, and also as in the days of Lot and remember Lot's wife. That's an admonition to us that 
we cannot get stuck. We can't give up. We can't give in. We can't go back. You know, we just have to keep pressing forward. And as mm-hmm. things, and, and then he, and he says, and then uh, further down, he says, and so the man that is on the mountaintop should not go back to the village to collect his belongings and neither should the man in the field. And so he's just telling us that like, you could lose a lot. You can lose a lot running after Jesus in this time. Um, but you can't look back because she turned into a pillar of salt, right? Zapped on the spot. Mm. And so I think that's what people are also experiencing, right? Is that people are losing their churches. They're losing their families. They're losing their children because they're looking back and they're just leaving God's way um, to go backwards and they're perishing. Wow. Yeah. That's that's profound. Isn't it? It was super deep. I was just like, wow, I remember Lot's wife. Like in, in the middle of all of this, that that's what he's telling us. Like you can't, don't be that person. Don't be Lot's wife, you know, because Mm -hmm. there are so many temptations that we have as, and I could see also imagine simultaneously as people's suffering increases, there'll be the antichrist and his demons that will be promising people miracles. They will raise people from the dead. They will cure sicknesses. They will promise them great riches. Now, can you see that lethal combination of people being disappointed in following God and being offered miracles and being taken care of and the one world order and having the monetary Mm. system and they're saying, you'll have nothing and be happy. That if you lose Christ, all of this other stuff comes at you and you could see how people would end up following that. Yeah. Because if you don't have Christ as the anchor of your soul, you're lost. Especially with this tornado that's going on, you're, you're absolutely lost. Wow. That was good stuff right there. Nice. Way to go, Schnooks. <laughs> <laughs> Kate says... Yeah, doctor described the wrong, prescribed the wrong antibiotics. You know, Kate, it's so interesting because that hit me like an arrow because I'm having a feeling that that's what happened to me. I don't know if you got it also in your eye, but I'm starting to suspect that the antibiotics that they prescribed are wrong. But my fault, I went to this like urgent clinic place. So it serves me right. Uh, but yeah, uh, people don't know what they're doing anymore, including doctors. Yeah, there's a doctor on Capitol Hill saying that... Uh that men could get pregnant. Yeah. Testifying in front of Congress. Any Supreme Court justices. <laughs> Any Supreme Court justice that she couldn't define what a woman was. Right. And speaking Decept- of that. Deception is running wild. Yes, Kate. Absolutely. We have to shout out the truth. Yes. Uh, Carrie says the hard part is just growing tired standing against the evil. That's the problem is we grow mm. weary, but those who rise on the wings of the eagles, they shall not grow weary nor should they run and they shall not faint. Yeah. I've uh, committed to doing a show every day until the election so that I don't grow weary <laughs> to, to come to come in and say, okay, eight days left, seven days left, six days left. And here's something else you need to know. This is something else you need Ride to know. the red wave. Yeah, you got to keep pushing, pushing, pushing. Kate says. There's a huge division now and the COVID scam was the launch pad. Yes, it's, yeah. the, it's the beginning of all kinds of crazy. And so true. It says so true. 
All right. Did you, uh, you had a lot to say, so I don't want to overburden you with the message Thank from you. Jack Hibbs today. Okay. You, did, you know, there's that, is there anything? Really I can't, I just, there were so many things on the tip of my tongue earlier today. You don't remember the ones I, the one I told you this afternoon, do you? Hold on. Um, no, I mean, there was the not burger one, which I really like where he was saying that he's the, the driver's alive and then he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> in the passenger seat, and then he's seeing In N Out Burger. He's all excited, and then just trying to decide what to what to do. But the 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 pull of the In N Out Burger and the smell and the thought of taking French fries and dipping dipping in dipping them in the shake, and all that kind of all that's in. But he's over there dead and not having any response, and and that's kind of like how we're supposed to be as Christians that we're not moved by stuff like that. Yes, that we are dead, but we are made anew in Christ. Amen. That things like that don't affect us. I thought that was really good. Real good description. Okay, so I pulled up my notes. So this yeah. I was um, giving you time. Though, thank you. <laughs> the woman um, who had a daughter. So uh, Mark seven twenty five to twenty nine. The woman with a daughter uh, that was possessed by a demon, and she kept in the the point of the message is that she wouldn't give up, and she said, and so when she asked for the healing, the Lord said, you know, basically I came for the. Sorry, but Jesus said to her, let the children be filled first. Children, he had come originally for the children of Israel. For it is not good to take the children's bread and to throw it to the little dogs. But mm -hmm. the woman came back and said, but even the little dogs tried to eat the crumbs that fall from the children. And he said, oh, I have not seen faith like that. Go and your daughter is healed. That mm -hmm. he, he just, that we should never stop begging God. And I know I do this for my daughter all the time is that we just, you never stop giving up on the hope and the promises of the Lord over our children, over our community. It's the same thing. It's the same thing for the politics, for the city, for the, you know, fighting and not growing weary is we can't stop. We can't give up because the Lord is merciful and he's just looking for a few. Mm. You know what I mean? Even when uh, all the nations, that, whether it was Noah or it was a lot. How many people did he save? Two, three, eight. You know, Demo, uh, Noah was just him and his family. So it is, God is willing to have mercy, even if it's one. Mm -hmm. So we just want to stand up and be counted. Wow. I forgot to tell you. Yes. And I have to tell you now or else I'll forget. Okay. But um, last night I had a dream. Oh, Okay, so he, we're telling everybody the dream. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, Ray came into the room yesterday and had something to tell us, and yes. it was it it was a nice talk. Yes. Well, I had a dream that Zara did the same thing, not the same discussion, just as she came in and she was talking. But I don't, I can't tell you what she said. Hmm. There was just some talk. Okay. And it was it was nice. It was it was like with uh, along the same lines as Ray, where it was like, oh, that's really sweet that. You know, she came up to tell us and share with us part of her life and something was going on and she wanted to share with us and get our opinion or whatever. And, and Zara was doing the same thing. And then I stood up and went around the bed because she was sitting on the, on the foot of the bed again, just like Ray was. And then I, I, I reached out for her and she turned around and we just hugged Aww. and I started crying. Oh, it was. 
uh, the most real, I woke up this morning thinking that she must have come in the middle of the night and we had this discussion and I was trying to figure out what did that really happen or didn't happen. Oh, that's so sweet. But it was a, it was one of those embraces that like, I, I love you and I am so thankful that you came and shared that with us. And I'm, I Aww. just want you to know that you're loved. And then I, then, then I started crying <laughs> was the next thing. Like, and I, and I could I woke up thinking that there was something that it, had, it actually had happened. And I had to like, God, I don't, I don't know if that was real or not. It took me a That's second. That's interesting. I just wish I could have remembered what it was that what the what the discussion was. I don't know if it's relevant. You might be right. Yeah. Hmm. But there was a yeah, it was a, a heck of a moment. A very, very interesting moment. But I've been I I remembered it sometime today, and I oh I forgot to tell Eddie about the stream. Well, that's beautiful. And then you were just sharing in it about the daughter, and that clicked. So there you go. That's beautiful. You can, uh, Thank you for sharing. You can tell me what you think that that was all about. <laughs> and I want to read uh, the passage from C.S. Lewis. I posted oh, it on yes, Facebook too. And I use this all the time in my evangelism now because people who say that Jesus was just a prophet, you see, he can't, based on what he said about himself. Mm -hmm. So here's the, here's the passage in its entirety. A man who was merely a man said the sort of things that Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on the level of a man who says he is a poached egg, or he would be the devil of hell. You must take your choice. Either this was and is the son of God, or else a madman, or something worse. You can shut him up for a fool, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come up with some patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He has not left that option open for us. Mm. And it's a great, it's such an important point to come back at when people are like, oh, I accept Jesus was a great moral teacher. He said, well, if you don't accept he's a son of God, then he's not a great teacher. He's either a liar or he's crazy or he's evil. But he can't be a great moral teacher and still you don't consider him the son of God. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Because that's all he kept talking about, that he was the son of God. Yep. So there you have it, folks. Yeah, if you want to share it out, you have it on your Instagram, I saw. And I, it's on my Facebook, too. And I post it on my Facebook. So whoever you're friends with. Uh, you'll be able to see it on one of our Facebook pages or her Instagram. Oh, Kate's asked you a question that you're going to love to talk about. Yeah. Since she's from down under. <laughs> yeah. Kate says, what day is the election? It's <laughs> November 8th, which is November 9th for you. Uh, will, will things change much as for, as far as voting after the election? Well, things will only change if we take back Congress and the Senate um, they won't change fast because we still have, uh, you know, the president who will veto, you know, some things that will be coming through. Um, but um, there'll be investigations. It's it's so. To answer your question: No, things won't change uh, very quickly. But the the wheels will be set in motion for change, and hopefully by twenty twenty four, we could, um, you know, get a president in there that's uh, a conservative. And we can hold on to the House and hold on to the Senate. If we can do that, then we will begin to see change, I think, more uh, drastically. You know, there'll be some changes here and there. but So I have some little bit to add. Mm -hmm. 
I think that the most important consequence is if we take back the House and the Senate, at least we could, or at least even just the House, we'll stop all of the crazy things that they're trying to do, like all of the clean energy bill, the appropriations, all the fat they're sticking in the appropriations to pay for electric school buses and other kind of just crazy stuff. So I think that's what's really important. But most important is spiritually, God will look down on his believers and say, did you stand mm -hmm. against them trying to kill the babies and uh, enforce transgenderism and all of these other things that we took a stand. And so it's not a matter of whether it's represented in the ballot by who wins, but God's wondering if we are standing for him and what could possibly be the turnaround from having God's grace back on our country, because it's not there right now. Right. So it is, we have, it, we have lost God's favor. And so I think the most important thing is how many Christians will be counted. And will that be enough for God to offer us respite and turn some of this back? Yeah. Yeah. We can slow some of the crazy down. Yeah. Um, for if sure. We don't the crazy will continue in, in, and worse. In, it's getting worse. worse because right now they're, they're, they're making claims of, well, we're not really doing these things. And now we are not for, you know, defunding cops. We love the cops. And it's just to get through the election. If they can get past that and then, then, then we don't take Mayhem. the Congress. They'll, they'll, okay. Now we can go back to doing what we're doing and then it'll just get worse. And we'll never, we'll never be back again. And then as far as after election, the voting after election, uh, it depends on the state. Some states have different, different rules in other states where, it, it ends and then others will continue. And I think counting. actually it'll, depending on what our assembly ends up looking like, if California's politics don't change, I think California in light of, if there is a red wave in the rest of the country, I think California is gonna get darker because I think that's gonna embolden Newsom to make us the, the island of They're, safety of yeah. crazy. You know what I mean? Like we're going to become demonic island. You right. know, we're going to go from the city of angels to the city demonic of demonic island. You know what I mean? It's just he beca because seriously, he's taught they have passed. Um, what is it? Let is it legislation or there's bills on his desk or stuff that he signed about um, criminalizing parents for not accepting transgenderism mm -hmm. for their children. Um, all yep. of the abortion rights, all of the the propositions that are affecting California only. I think if the rest of the country changes and Congress is locked, I think Newsom is just going to high power all the rest of the crazy things that he's trying to do to California. Yep. And then he'll run for president. Yeah. All right, my friends, on that uh, positive note, thank you, Kate, for that. <laughs> <laughs> but the Lord is on the throne. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So let's pray too. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to come to your throne room and to receive your grace. And we ask that you count us among those who stood, who stood for goodness, who stood for your law, who, stu who stood for your ways, Lord. Uh, count us among those that are faithful to you, Lord. And we ask that you grant our country respite, that you Turn this around for the for the sake of the few, Lord, for your remnant that you have risen uh, to stand in the gap for all the ungodly things that are happening in this nation, Lord. And we ask that you forgive us and you accept our repentance and that you turn this around for the sake of our children, our families, for the sake of the gospel here in the United States and elsewhere. 
And we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice to you, Lord. Take from us as you will so that we can go ahead as a royal priesthood and call people closer to you. We're so grateful for salvation, for redemption, for giving us a new life, Lord, for without it, we would surely be lost with those um, that are destined for eternal damnation, Lord. So thank you. We are eternally grateful. Uh, all praise is due to you, the Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last. Thank you for your son and his blood. You shed for our sake to be saved, for we were absolutely incapable of saving ourselves. It's in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, friends, don't forget to get the Edify app and uh, subscribe to our show. That would be awesome. We yes. really appreciate that. That's important. All right. We love you. God bless. God bless. Take care. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.